So good morning. Good morning. Welcome to Zion Lutheran Church on this Sunday in which we celebrate the transfiguration of our Lord, the last Sunday before Lent. And of course, today we also get to celebrate and witness the baptism of Adeline Rose Miller as she receives the sacrament of holy baptism this morning. Uh, so lots, lots of exciting things going on in the service this morning. Uh, a couple notes on the service. Uh, you'll notice there are a couple of inserts. One for the baptism, right? There's a insert there. Uh, the congregation is invited to join in and participate in the responses of the parents and the sponsors as an affirmation of your own baptism and as a reminder of the promises we as a congregation make to Adeline at her baptism. So you are invited to join in those responses. Also, at the beginning of the baptism, right, I will invite you to stand, remain standing through the baptism, through the prayers of the day, and then through the peace, and then we will be seated for the offertory. Uh, also, this is the final Sunday before Lent, so it's traditional to say farewell to the Alleluia, uh, since we do not use Alleluia in our services during Lent. Uh, so you'll notice there's an insert in there for that little rite as well. Uh, and that will happen right after the final benediction. Uh, you'll want to use that insert. All right, so a lot going on in the service today. Also a lot going on in the life of the congregation in this coming week and the weeks to come. So just a reminder that Tuesday is Shrove Tuesday. and We'll have our pancake supper from 4 to 7 that evening. Wednesday, of course, is Ash Wednesday, our service will be at 7 o'clock on Wednesday. Also, there'll be time for individual confession and absolution. I will be here Wednesdays in the sanctuary, noon to 1 throughout Lent. Uh, so if you would like to make use of individual absolution, may come at those times, or if those times don't work, please get with me to schedule another time that will work for you. Uh, also a reminder that midweek Lenten services begin the 21st. Uh, last I checked, we had all of the soup suppers covered except the first Wednesday. So if someone would like to take that Wednesday, uh, by all means, consider helping us out. Also, if you plan to come, even if you might come, write your name down on that bulletin board or that clipboard so that we know kind of a rough number on how to, how to prepare those suppers. And then finally, next Sunday night is our church game night, uh, starting at 6 o'clock. So plan to participate in our game night, bring a game, bring a snack to share, and just hang out with us. So do you have any announcements or any prayer requests for the congregation this morning? Yeah, Mary. So prayer request for my friend yeah. Meryl, her mother died on Wednesday. Yeah. Pray for Marilyn and those who grieve that loss. All right, if there's nothing else, I'll invite you to take a moment to prepare your hearts and minds for worship as we listen to the prelude.
congregation. I invite you to stand. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Almighty God, to whom all hearts are open, all desires known, and from whom no secrets are hid, cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he who is faithful and just will forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Let us confess our sin in the presence of God and of one another. Most merciful God, we confess that we are captive to sin and cannot free ourselves. We have sinned against you without word and deed, by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us. Forgive us, renew us, and lead us, so that we may abide in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your holy name. In the mercy of Almighty God, Jesus Christ was given to die for us, and for his sake God forgives us all our sins. As a called and ordained minister of the Church of Christ and by his authority, I therefore declare to you the entire forgiveness of all your sins, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.
grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And also with you. In peace, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace from above and for our salvation, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace of the whole world, for the well-being of the Church of God, and for the unity of all, let us pray to the Lord. For this holy house, and for all who offer here their worship and praise, let us pray to the Lord. Help save, comfort, and defend us, gracious Lord. Glory to God in the highest and peace to God's people on earth. Almighty God, the resplendent light of your truth shines from the mountaintop into our hearts. Transfigure us by your beloved Son and illumine the world with your image through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The first reading is from 2 Kings. Now when the Lord was about to take Elijah up to heaven by a whirlwind, Elijah and Elisha were on their way from Gilgal. Elijah said to Elisha, Stay here, for the Lord has sent me as far as Bethel. But Elisha said, As the Lord lives and as you yourself live, I will not leave you. So they went down to Bethel. The company of prophets who were in Bethel came out to Elisha and said to him, Do you know that today the Lord will take your master away from you? And he said, Yes, I know. Keep silent. Elijah said to him, Elisha, stay here, for the Lord has sent me to Jericho. But he said, As the Lord lives, and as you yourself live, I will not leave you. So they came to Jericho. The company of prophets who were at Jericho drew near to Elisha, and said to him, do you know that today the Lord will take your master away from you? And he answered, Yes, I know, be silent. Then Elijah said to him, Stay here, for the Lord has sent me to the Jordan. 
But he said, As the Lord lives, and as you yourself live, I will not leave you. So the two of them went on. Fifty men of the company of prophets also went, and stood at some distance from them, as they were both standing by the Jordan. Then Elijah took his mantle and rolled it up and struck the water. The water was parted to the one side and to the other, until, until the two of them crossed on dry ground. When they had crossed, Elijah said to Elisha, Tell me what I may do for you before I am taken from you. Elisha said, Please let me inherit a double share of your spirit. He responded, You have asked a hard thing, yet if you see me as I am being taken from you, it will be granted you. If not, it will not. As they continued walking and talking, a chariot of fire and horses of fire separated the two of them, and Elijah sent, ascended in a whirlwind into heaven. Elisha kept watching and crying out, Father, Father, the chariots of Israel and its horsemen. But when he could no longer see him, he grasped his own clothes and tore them in two pieces. The word of the Lord. We will read responsively Psalm 50. The Mighty One, God the Lord, has spoken, calling the earth from the rising of the sun to its setting. Our God will come and will not keep silence with the consuming flame before and round about a raging storm. Gather before me, my loyal followers, those who have made a covenant with me and sealed it with sacrifice. Let us declare the righteousness of God's cause, for it is God who is judge. The second reading is from 2 Corinthians. Even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing. In their case, the God of this world has blinded the minds of the unbelievers to keep them from seeing the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. For we do not proclaim ourselves. We proclaim Jesus Christ as Lord and ourselves as your slave for Jesus' sake. For it is the God who said, Let light shine out of darkness, who has shone in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. The word of the Lord. Gospel according to St. Mark. Six days later, Jesus took with him Peter and James and John and led them up a high mountain apart by themselves. And he was transfigured before them, and his clothes became dazzling white, such as no one on earth could bleach them. And there appeared to them Elijah with Moses, who were talking with Jesus. Then Peter said to Jesus, Rabbi, it is good for us to be here. Let us make three dwellings, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. He did not know what to say, 
for they were terrified. Then a cloud overshadowed them, and from the cloud there came a voice. This is my son, the beloved. Listen to him. Suddenly, when they looked around, they saw no one with them anymore, but only Jesus. As they were coming down the mountain, he ordered them to tell no one about what they had seen until after the Son of Man had risen from the dead. The Gospel of the Lord. I invite you to be seated. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, many of you might know that three weeks ago, our family got a new dog, a two-year-old Australian Shepherd rescue named Jake. And of course, the priority when you get a new dog in your house is to first teach the dog to listen. Right? When I say, Jake, come, I want the dog to come to me. When I say sit, stay, I want the dog to sit and stay. I want the dog to engage with me and to listen to understand that my voice is the most important thing in his world. And of course, I have a trick, right? I keep a handful of chicken livered flavored treats in my pocket so he knows when I call him, something good's going to happen. I never call him to punish him, but only to treat him because I want the dog to listen to me. I want him to know my voice is the source of good things. And it's not because I want to lord power over the dog or just because I want him to do funny tricks or I need his affection all the time. Instead, I want the dog to stay safe and not get into trouble. He's a dog, and there's a lot he does not know about the human world. He doesn't fully grasp the dangers of cars speeding down the street. He doesn't understand that a raccoon sleeping in a garbage can will do great damage to his face. And so we train our dogs to listen to our voices, to listen to our voices over all the other noises and distractions that are in the world. We, of course, are not dogs. God does not train us through conditioning us with treats. But at the transfiguration, God the Father says to the apostles, and likewise he says to us, listen to him. Listen to Christ. We are told to listen to God, not out of punishment, not because God wants to constrain us or punish us, but because God wants us to know that he is the source of good things. And good things come from his word given to us through Jesus Christ. God wants us to know that his son is the source of all the true good things that are going to be given to us. And so in a moment, Adeline will receive the sacrament of holy baptism. And God is going to say specific things to her in her baptism. His word is going to speak over her. And what's true for Adeline, as it is true for all of us, is that our lives are filled with many different voices. Some voices are good, helpful, and valuable, and some are not. There are voices that will encourage and upbuild Adeline in her faith, in her emotional life, in her intellectual life, and so on. In fact, Adeline's parents and sponsors and this congregation will make a promise before God to be just such a voice for her. And there are voices that will steer her the wrong way. Like the serpent in the Garden of Eden, there will always be some voice of temptation that tries to get her to doubt the goodness and the truth of God's word. There will be good voices and bad voices. There will be voices that teach her truth, 
And there are voices that will try to convince her of lies. But in baptism, there's going to be one voice speaking over her. And this voice promises always to be there for her. It is the word that will define her for eternity. It is the word that is going to give her true freedom, true love, and true meaning in this life. And this, of course, is the word of God, which is going to declare that Adeline has forgiven all her sins, that she will be guided by the Holy Spirit, that she has new life in Christ, and that nothing will ever separate her from the love of God. The word, joined with the water of her baptism, will mark her with the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And this is to say that no matter what goes on in her life, no matter what happens to her, God will not be far from her. He will be right there with her. His name will be right there, that she'll be marked with it, and that she can call upon him whenever she needs it. Now and forever, she will have direct access to her creator. In baptism, God speaks to Adeline. He will speak to Adeline. And he will make eternal promises to her. Therefore, through all of her life, this is the voice that we are going to teach Adeline to pay attention to. We want her to go back constantly to this very moment in time when God says to her, you are my child, my beloved in you. I am well pleased. And she will not stay at this moment, of course. We cannot build shelters and stay on the mountain of our baptisms. Instead, she will, like all of us, journey down the mountain and set out to live her life. And it will be a life of many temptations, a life of many challenges, a life of much growth. But she will not set out into this world alone because she has God's word to her. She has his promise to her. In congregation, the promise given to Adeline at her baptism here in a moment, it's the same promise that God gave to you in your baptism. He's forgiven you. He has said that you are his child now and forever. And so there is no evil, there's no sin, there's no person. Not even the grave itself will separate you from your God. God made you a new creation at your baptism. He has spoken a word of promise over you. And so listen to that word. For you too, there are many voices in this life. There's a lot of noise in this world. There are voices that are going to tell you how awful of a sinner you are. There are voices that are going to tell you how inadequate you are. There are voices that are going to tell you that you are too broken spiritually, emotionally, physically, to be truly loved by God, to be useful to God, and to live a meaningful life. But ignore those voices. And instead, listen to the one voice that spoke over, to, over you at your baptism. Listen to God's word to you. Listen to what God has said to you, that you are forgiven, that you are his forever. And so, like the voice on the Mount of Transfiguration says, listen to him. Listen to that voice that is the source of all good. Amen.
invite everyone to stand and sponsors invite you forward. In holy baptism, our gracious Heavenly Father liberates us from sin and death by joining us through the death and resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. We are born children of a fallen humanity. In the waters of baptism, we are reborn children of God and inheritors of eternal life. By water and the Holy Spirit, we are made members of the church, which is the body of Christ. As we live with him and with his people, we grow in faith, love, and obedience to the will of God. In Christian love, you have presented this child for holy baptism. You should therefore faithfully bring her to the services of God's house and teach her the Lord's Prayer, the Creed, and the Ten Commandments. As she grows in years, you should place in her hands the Holy Scriptures and provide for her instruction in the Christian faith, that living in the covenant of her baptism and in communion with the Church, she may lead a godly life until the day of Jesus Christ. Do you promise to fulfill these obligations? Do you renounce the devil and all his works and all his ways? Do you believe in God the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth? Do you believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried, who descended to the dead and the third day rose again, ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father, and who will come again to judge the living and the dead? Do you believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting? Adeline Rose, I baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Adeline, Almighty God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has begotten you again of water and the Holy Spirit, and has forgiven you all your sin, strengthen you with his grace unto life everlasting. Amen. And Adeline, child of God, you have been sealed by the Holy Spirit and marked with the, Christ, with the cross of Christ forever. Amen. Our, oh, there he is. Let your light so shine before others that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Now through baptism, God has made this new sister a member of the priesthood we all share in Christ Jesus, that we may proclaim the praise of God 
and bear his creative and redeeming word to all the world. So we welcome you into the Lord's family. We receive you as fellow members of the body of Christ, children of the same Heavenly Father, and workers with us in the kingdom of God. I invite you all to turn and face the congregation. And congregation, let us welcome Adeline and all of her family in our congregation. standing. <laughs> you can keep, keep the candle. Lit. Let us pray for the whole church of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. Sanctify our, our homes, Lord, with your presence and your joy. Keep our children steadfast in the promises of their baptisms and enable their parents to raise them in a life of faith and devotion. Especially pour out your grace on Adeline, giving her the sure confidence that you have promised to walk with her in this life. And bless Adam and April as they experience both the joys and the challenges of raising Adeline to know and love you above all else. Lord, in your mercy. Holy Father, with the appearance of Moses and Elijah at our Lord's glorious transfiguration. You revealed to us that the law and the prophets are fulfilled in him. Send your blessings upon all pastors and servants of your church, that their preaching and teaching would flow from the right understanding of Christ and his work for our salvation. Lord, in your mercy. Almighty God, grant faithfulness, humility, and patience to the sheep of your flock here at Zion that in our various vocations we may strive to love you and our neighbor in all that we say and do. Lord, in your mercy. Almighty Father, you alone establish all authority on earth. Bless those entrusted with this responsibility both here and abroad, that they would serve with integrity and honor and for the well-being of all. Especially give strength, health, and wisdom to Joseph, our president, and Richard Michael, our governor. Lord, in your mercy. God of all grace, look with compassion on those who are in any need, especially Judy, Tammy, Charlie, Jane, Don, John, Leah, Nancy, Wayne, Doit, Jim, Brian, Marilyn, Joanne, Tony, Carolyn, Nancy, and Carol. Grant them relief and comfort through the promise of sharing in eternal glory with Christ. Lord, in your mercy. Heavenly Father, you revealed your glory in the transfiguration of your Son, our Lord, who tabernacled among us in the flesh. Open our eyes that by faith we would see him continuing to be among us here in our worship. Grant that we would listen to your admonition as he forgives and preserves us at the font at the altar, and at the pulpit. Lord, in your mercy. To all these things and whatever else you see that we need, grant to us, dear Father, for the sake of him who died and rose again and now lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Now the peace of the Lord be with you always.
Jesus in that place. They were praying, praying, praying. And there came forth from the face of Jesus a brilliant light gleaming like the sun. His raiment all aglow and white as the whitest snow with radiance brightly shining. High upon a mountain in a quiet place, they were praying, praying, praying. Peter, James, and John, with Jesus in that place, they were appeared Elijah with Moses at his side, speaking to Jesus of the coming days, speaking of Jerusalem and of great sorrow, speaking of destiny. High upon a mountain in a quiet place, they were praying, praying, praying. James and John, with Jesus in that place, they were praying, praying, praying. High upon a mountain, Peter, James, and John heard the power of Christ proclaimed. This is my beloved Son, and whom I am well beloved son in whom I'm pleased. High upon a mountain in a quiet place, they were praying, praying. Peter, James, and John, with Jesus in that place, they were praying, praying, praying. Holy God, gracious and merciful, you bring forth food from the earth and nourish your whole creation. Turn our hearts toward those who hunger in any way, that all may know your care. And prepare us now to feast on the bread of life, Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift them to 
Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is indeed right our duty and our joy that we should at all times and in all places give thanks and praise to you, Almighty and merciful Father, through our Savior Jesus Christ, who sharing our life lived among us to reveal your glory and love, that our darkness should give way to your own brilliant light. And so with all the choirs of angels, with the church on earth and the host of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. Indeed, holy, almighty, and merciful God, you are most holy, and great is the majesty of your glory. You so love the world that you gave your only Son, so that everyone who believes in him may not perish, but have eternal life. We give you thanks for his coming into the world to fulfill for us your holy will and to accomplish all things for our salvation. In the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took bread and gave thanks broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat, this is my body given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. Again, after supper, he took the cup, gave thanks and gave it for all to drink, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, shed for you and for all people, for the forgiveness of sin. Do this for the remembrance of me. For as often as we eat of this bread and drink from this cup, we proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. Remembering, therefore, his solitary command, his life-giving passion and death, his glorious resurrection and ascension, and the promise of his coming again, we give thanks to you, O Lord God Almighty, not as we ought, but as we are able. We ask you mercifully to accept our praise and thanksgiving and with your word and Holy Spirit to bless us, your servants, and these your own gifts of bread and wine, so that we and all who share in the body and blood of Christ may be filled with heavenly blessing and grace, and receiving the forgiveness of sin may be formed to live as your holy people and be given our inheritance with all your saints. To you, O God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, be all honor and glory in your holy church now and forever. Amen. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Thanks be to God.
congregation. I invite you to stand. Let us pray. We give you thanks, Almighty God, that you have refreshed us through the healing power of this gift of life. In your mercy, strengthen us through this gift in faith toward you and in fervent love toward one another. For the sake of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. you and keep you. The Lord's face shine on you with grace and mercy. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Amen. The author of Ecclesiastes writes, for everything there is a season, a time for every matter under heaven, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to pluck up what is planted, a time to break down and a time to build up a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance, a time to keep silence and a time to speak. As a sign of our repentance, we now say farewell to the Alleluia until our rejoicing at the resurrection of our Lord.
How good it is for us to be here. Amen. Hallelujah. Go in peace. Serve the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thanks be to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.